Hello and welcome to the Strategic Bookkeeper Podcast. In today's episode, I would love to answer this question. How much time do I need to dedicate each week to the program? It's a great question and it's a very important question to answer. So without further ado, how about we jump in? I'm Jeannie Savage, the Strategic Bookkeeper. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur, author, speaker, trainer, and coach. After 13 years in practice and after scaling into a lifestyle business where I could choose my own adventure, I'm sharing my secrets to success, my secret sauce recipe on how to build a thriving practice, delight your clients, and ultimately live your dream on your terms. This podcast is a companion to my book. In each weekly episode, I'll share strategies for scaling and success. This is your time to shine, to step up, to become a strategic bookkeeper and enjoy all the benefits it brings to you and your clients. Okay, so let's dive in and answer this question. So uh, in terms of how much time you need to dedicate to the program every week, As I record this podcast, I feel a little vulnerable (laughs) because the, um, the way that you get results through the time you spend in the program is, and the way I've structured it is connected to my deep why around, um, why I created this strategic bookkeeper in the first place, why I wrote and published a book and a companion podcast and why I'm launching the program. Um, and so I'll share a little bit with you. <laughs> and if I sound a little bit uh, rattled, it's because, yeah, it is a place of vulnerability for me. Um, so as you know, I started the practice uh, almost 14 years ago now. Uh, and uh, there was a point in my life where um, it was, I got to a point where things were hard, yeah, um, I mean, the practice was coming along, yeah, so the first five years, you'll know if you've read my book, I call it the um, fuck-up years. <laughs> um, five years into starting, my husband and I went our separate ways. Um, we are great mates and great co-parents these days, um, but without going into it, um, I'm a woman who's experienced divorce and definitely having to um, think about financially being able to support myself totally and being able to support um, my son, although um, his dad, you know, definitely holds up his part. He has him and, and does that. But I also actually ended up taking my niece in and um, my stepdaughter. <laughs> I said my joke is that I kept her after the divorce, right? And I think my point here is that as a a woman and a mom of a special needs child and like a lot of mums, um, I knew that I had to and I found myself juggling the normal demands that are at play there, yeah, being a mum, uh, being self-employed, yeah, and life does get in the way, you know, um, putting a roof over my stepdaughter's head, putting a roof over my niece's head, Loving it because they're just gorgeous and I love them, right? They have spread their wings and flown since then, but it all kind of happened at once. Um, and I think like me, <laughs> if your stepdaughter or your niece turned up on your doorstep, you'd be welcoming them in with open arms. And so why am I sharing this? Because the amount of time that you need to spend in the program is actually connected to my why 
And after I went through, um, or when I was going through separation and getting back on my feet, um, like I've heard from other bookkeepers, my health had suffered terribly. I was really ill physically and mentally and spiritually. I was really hanging on by a thread, right? So five years in when I scaled into a lifestyle practice, I was able to take a big sabbatical and take time out to get my physical, mental and spiritual health right. And I was able to have that six-figure income that took away the stress and allowed me to take the break that I needed to um, get myself well yeah so I have structured the program and the time that you need to spend in it so that the busy multitasking mum can can get it done because absolutely you're going to need to spend time learning what you need to learn yeah um, but here's what I've done so basically um, imagining myself <laughs> back then or even now right and even other um, mums I know, like I was chatting to my strategist, Pedra, and when I explained this to her, she said, yeah, I'm a mum, I listen to podcasts, that's what I want to do, right? So what I've done, we've got an academy, right, and that has all the all the education and the learning um, in modules. First, you use the audio, you listen to the audio, yeah, because that's going to do a few things. So number one, it's going to allow you to digest the content. And then number two, because everyone's in a different place in their practice. Some of you have told me um, I'm brand new. Yeah, I don't have anything, Jeannie. Like I'm working in a job and then two days a week I'm trying to build a practice. Some of you have told me other things like uh, you have got 20 clients but you've realized that they're low value and there's other things at play and you're like, okay, I get it. I need to make some changes here. So depending on where you're at, you listen to the content, yeah, and you're going to be able to a little bit choose your own adventure. Now, I'm going to structure the content so that I want you to listen to everything in a linear fashion. For example, uh, one of the first, well, the first two things I'm going to get you to do is first of all, do the induction. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll um, spend the first four sharpening the axe. I'm going to get you to sharpen the axe. So that's induction done. You can do that on the audio. The next one's called the customer journey, and this is at the heart of everything, okay? Um, I honestly think you will be surprised and delighted by what I teach you and show you in the customer journey. I think you'll have so many aha moments. It connects to everything because everything you do is from the journey that your customer is going through okay I call it part one and part two part one is when they are from when they're in your market to when they uh, say yes if they say no they go circling back um, <laughs> and I explain all that part two is after we onboard them yeah and I'll ask you a question right now so um, if part one is before they become a client and part two of the customer journey is after they become a client. What's the first thing that happens in the customer journey after they become a client? So pause the audio right now, ask yourself that question, give yourself a moment and then hold that in your mind. What is the first thing that happens after a client presses go? The first thing. Now, I'll tell you what the first thing that happens in the customer journey after they press go. It's called buyer's remorse. 
okay? And uh, we have systems and processes and ways to completely eliminate it. But that is a, a normal part of the customer journey and it massively affects, um, it can affect retention later. How they feel and what they experience in the customer journey at that first stage of part two affects everything moving forward, okay? So the reason I shared that with you is I'd love you to consider sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? And I can tell you right now, there's a lot of stuff in the program that you don't know you don't know, okay? So you've got all the content to digest audio and then let's say you're listening to it and you're like, okay, I need to grab that resource, I need to watch that video, whatever it is. Because a lot of the videos that I share with you They're great videos, but some of them will be just as great in audio, okay, and you'll be able to tell what you need. So then you will combine that with when you are at your desk going into the academy and grabbing the resources as you need them, yeah, watching any video you need to watch. So here's what I don't expect you to do. I don't expect you to have this magical extra amount of time to go to your desk and sit and um, do like do learning content, be at school, go to university, yeah, on top of everything else that you've got. So in whatever time you can give me, like I would suggest if you can give me, let's say, like ideal would be an hour a day, but I mean listening to a podcast to start with, right? So even if you can only give me Uh, like the lessons that I do, that is, that is good to know. So the lessons that I give you, um, definitely in the section I do as part one to five and Jo is helping with systems and team. And I think her lessons are about the same length. My lessons are usually under 22 minutes. So it's a podcast that is 22 minutes or less. So if you can give me 22 minutes a day, (laughs) then I can help you move the needle, okay? Um, In a perfect world, like all programs tend to say an hour a day, right? Um, And I know when I was in a program once, it was really great. I was at a point in my practice because it was under management where I was able to spend two hours or more a day, okay? One of the things that I will do with you as you progress through the program is I will help you get that beautiful thing called time, yeah? You know that I talk about the build a thriving practice, delight your clients, your dream on your term. Your dream on your term is being time rich as well, yeah? So you can prioritize what is important to you, yeah? So as uh, business owners, we need profit and cash and we need an income. Yeah, they are the needs. Yeah. What we want at the end of the day is time. Otherwise, why wouldn't we be in a job? Okay. And there are, there are other things that we want to need, but if we boil it all down, yeah, it's, it's income and time. It's income and lifestyle. So as you progress in the program, the things that we do together will allow you to scale and scaling is ultimately about freeing up time, increasing profitability while extracting yourself to some extent from the business. When I talk about my dream on my terms, once again, in that kind of vulnerable space, that comes from me being a mum and realising that my dream on my terms as a mum, as a single mum of a special needs child, 
Um, and I've always struggled a little with my health. So with the uh, desire to prioritize my health, my dream on my terms was unique, but it also was similar to all the other mums. <laughs> but there were a lot of similarities there. So never was I aiming to make the most amount of money that I could ever make. Yeah. In fact, once I started living a lifestyle business, some of my friends said, why don't you work more and make more? Yeah. And I'm not sure I have to explain that to you. <laughs> um, that is because I wanted to be time rich. Yeah. To prioritize the things that are and were important to me being my health and my family, my son, my stepchildren, <laughs> my nieces and nephews, my sisters, my parents, right? This is sounding familiar <laughs> to one lesson a day, um, bare ass minimum. Yeah. So I think using the podcast to listen to a lesson a day would be great. Um, if you are multitasking and also taking care of yourself, right? So I just got a break and I went for a long walk. Yeah. And so, um, when you go for a walk or you're going to the gym or you do something else where you can listen, ideal. Remember years ago when I was doing a program, I absolutely listened to the audio while I was at the gym. If you have an hour a day to spend on anything to do with the program, okay, so that could be an activity I give you, like for example, doing a critical driver, um, if you attend a networking event, if you are getting your social media sorted, like if you are doing activities as well as listening to the audio, even working through what you need to around our leader outcome billing, um, sending out your first productized service because you just got somebody asked uh, to, you know, for new services, using my needs analysis um, because, yes, yeah, somebody said, can you help me? And you're like, yes, now's the time to jump in and just use Jeannie's needs analysis, right? So the stuff I give you, it's like grab it and go, Yeah. Grab it and go. You've listened to the audio. You know what you're doing. Progress over perfection. Go, go, go. So, I mean, an hour a day will get you pretty massive results, yeah? But 20 minutes a day will also give you good results. Like in 20 minutes a day, I think you could achieve your ROI very quickly in terms of, as you know, it's really important for me for you to achieve your ROI on the program as quickly as possible. Okay. So to rinse and repeat and kind of finish up with how much time do I need to dedicate each week to the program? Um, an hour a day in a perfect world. Yeah. And then you pivot to using the academy on the job. So literally when you are doing the things in your business, you're just grabbing what you need from the academy while you're at your desk. Okay, and then um, if you're not doing an hour a day, if you can only give me one lesson a day, yeah, five days a week, you're going to be doing five lessons a week. You're going to be kicking goals and then let's work together on freeing up time. Okay, so if you think you can listen to one podcast today <laughs> of under 25 minutes, then I think uh, you've got enough time to kick some goals and have some fun with me and the community in the Strategic Bookkeeper Transformation Program. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question you'd like answered on my podcast, 
please email me, hello at thestrategicbookkeeper.global. Did you know we have a private Facebook group called The Strategic Bookkeeper's Way? There you'll find bookkeepers just like you on the same journey where you can ask questions and get support. You can find more resources and how to work with me at thestrategicbookkeeper.global. All the links are in the show notes. Have a prosperous week and I'll see you in the next episode.